and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, 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 boom goes the dynamite, dynamite, boom. And boom goes the Welcome to episode 105 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how was Detroit, man? We're back. Detroit was home, as always. Um, I ate too much. I uh, saw some friends and family, and I caught a GCW show, so uh, good times abound. How was that live? I really enjoyed it. It was at the legendary uh, concert venue Harpo's, where a place I had frequented quite a bit as a uh, youth uh, to see some local bands and stuff. So uh, it was really cool to be back in that building for pro wrestling. Super interesting and a, a really fun show overall. Brought a fan or should I say a friend who wasn't into wrestling really prior and is now a fan uh, was fully pilled by the experience. So you love to see that. That's about the best outcome you can imagine uh, for your wrestling show, right? Like do non-wrestling fans like it? That's like the best thing you could have happen. You know, I, I gotta say, I, I watched that on, on, on the TVs and God, the, the, the ring was small and the ringside area was smaller. <laughs> I yeah, was, and it, I was well, shocked. A little, a little deceptive on camera because the areas like uh, to either side of the ring were very darkened, and I'm assuming not very visible on camera too. So while there, yeah, it was it. I mean, it is a big space. Like it's a bigger space than than it probably looked on camera. But not as much of it was available as you think because like the large area that's like above the pit where the dance floor is and stuff was barely utilized. The ring was in the pit. And the seating was on the stage on either side of the ring and then um, on the railing um, on the other side of the pit. So, yeah, it it was interesting utilization of it. I wasn't super thrilled with it initially, but once we got settled in, it was fine. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a venue in Pittsburgh that I went to. Uh, I think it was Studio AE is what it's called. Uh, I saw Ring of Honor there with a bunch of uh, New Japan folk and. yeah, I think they had they had a similar setup there too. Okay. Uh, but also, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop a shocker on you, uh, Paul. Shock uh, me, Jeff. Uh, Shock uh, me. Of, of the two GCW shows last weekend, the the second of which happened in my burg of Hoffman Estates, which I did did not attend live. I did watch it, but lovely this time of year. Uh, uh, of the two, um, I actually prefer the Detroit show. I thought, did you? I, I did not see the uh, the second one, so I, I don't have any opinion yeah, of it. But hey, I like the one for, I went to. For some reason, it just didn't grab me as much. And plus, I was a little ticked off that the that the advertised main event did not actually happen on the fight broadcast. It, it went to a YouTube thing. The uh, the oh Marcus, did it? The Marcus Crane tribute three way death match. Um, it didn't. Ah, it, interesting. It, it didn't actually happen on the fight broadcast. I was I was a little miffed oh. about that. 
But that, that being said, uh, uh, the world on GCW this coming Sunday, I am looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom show, which, I mean, huge landmark thing. We got um, a lot of stuff on that. I'm going to reserve my takes here uh, because if you'd like to hear me talk about that Hammerstein show, dear listener, you're going to have to hop behind the paywall. That's right. I have to tease this one. I am going to be previewing the GCW Hammerstein Ballroom show in full with my wrestling brain colleague, Big J Zero, Josh Custodio, over on Josh's Patreon, over at patreon.com slash Josh C, but the O is a zero. So J Zero H S H C. The you know, it gets a little you get tripped up on that. But yeah, we're gonna do a GCW preview podcast. Something you've talked about uh desiring in the past, Jeff. We're we're filling voids over here. Uh, yeah, I, I have uh, expressed a desire for that in the past. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I might have to check that one out. Uh, yeah, so, we, uh, I'm, of course, obviously, you know, this is not uh, free content we're doing. So, you know, I'm not going to make anyone feel like obligated to pay for it. But Josh puts out some really great content back there. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff in the archives and, uh, and does crank out a lot of really good stuff. So uh, check out Josh's Patreon if you want to hear that and a bunch more stuff uh, from my buddy over at Wrestling Brain. And with that, we go live to the Entertainment and Sports Arena in Washington, the capital for this week's edition. What of... a name. I love how their, their football team is just called football team, and their arena is the Entertainment and Sports Arena. Yeah, I... <laughs> there's something vaguely quaint about that, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, you, vaguely, you, you know, well, um... I mean, it just depends on what they call it. They called it before. Like, was the name of the arena also a slur? And that's why they had to change yeah, it to I'm, just I'm, the entertainment. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering. I, I, I am wondering. Uh, hey, Jeff, what slur do you think it was? Let's play a game on pod. Oh, no. You're being <laughs> recorded. <laughs> uh, your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. And we go right into the return to AEW programming of one Jonathan Good, a.k.a. the international purveyor of violence, Jonathan Moxley. And he, get, he he he's right back in form, immediately telling somebody to go fuck yourself on a live mic. <laughs> that And also that person had it coming. So uh, did you, you catch what that person said then or afterwards? I, I heard some booing. That's all I heard. Okay, so would you like me to uh, tell you what this person said? Please do. Okay. Uh, apparently this person said, uh, get, uh, boo, uh, get this drunken piece of shit out of the ring. Oh, nice. Classy. So that's, uh, that's what they tried to decide to open the show with. Got absolutely flamed by Moxley and probably will never be attending another AEW show again. Hopefully we find out who that person was and just don't let them into any wrestling anymore. And, uh, you know, if you're that kind of person or you think that's cool or funny, never go to wrestling. You know what? I'm just going to draw a line here, Jeff. If you are at that show in DC tonight, don't ever go to wrestling again. You fucking sucked. You were terrible. This was one of the worst wrestling crowds I've seen in a long time. Now, see, garbage. Now, see, garbage. Here, see, here I was going to praise certain members of the crowd because zero uh, praise for this crowd. They fucking sucked. They were all just trying to do bits. They were stepping all over people's stuff. The only time that they were quiet was during the Mox promo. Everything else was garbage. They weren't reacting well at Renny. They just, yeah, it was all bad. Now all the, the, they now, got way too good of a show. This show was so much better than if you if you weren't watching it and only listening to the crowd you would have thought this was a bad dynamite okay now listen though hold, hold on I, I i i do hit there there is some praise worth here 
Uh, number one, shout out to the Gooners podcast. They were in. They were caught on hard cam. They had Arsenal till I die signs. Uh, you know, Harry Kane slander signs all all night. So I, I'm gonna go with that. That, that 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 was well worth it. And also, this was the most mass crowd I have seen in wrestling in ages. So you know what? I think that's worthy of praise. Well, that's because they had a hard mandate at the arena, which most uh, places they've uh, ran shows do not. Well, so you that's know what? just whatever. That's the just regulations doing their jobs, and uh, you know, people not wanting to get kicked out. So, congratulations for doing what you were supposed to do. I still didn't think you did a good job as a crowd overall. Shout out to the people that were cool there, but most of you sucked. Yeah, but you know, shout out to the Gooners podcast. Shout out to the Gooners podcast. You had some real shitheads to your left and right, and front and back all night. So, uh, yeah, what did you think of the Moxie promo? Oh, it was incredible. Welcome back, Mox. Uh, I mean, you know, very – I've said on this program that my my promo of the year last year was his backstage. Actually, what, the last promo he cut uh, because he didn't even have the match that he was hyping up for that promo. Still my promo of the year uh, and it never materialized. And uh, now he's an uh, early candidate for promo of the year back-to-back. Uh I had a, I was a little bit misty there, Jeff. Uh, he's he's so real, he's so effective, and it's just so good to have him back. Yeah, that that was good. And and that last line he spoke. Yeah, <laughs> all I, I drink is blood. Yep, <laughs> that's some good shit, brother. I I, I am so looking forward to uh, Mox versus Homicide on Sunday. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that show is going to be stacked top to bottom. Yeah, I he, also expect a certain other uh, uh, psychopath to make their return at that show. I do, too. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's going to be some real MDK hours there. So I'm really excited to see what materializes there. You know, you know, and, I got to say, I, I, I do. I, I, It always has been in the back of my mind is that I wonder if. It was what happened during the 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 the, the gauge match that that kind of led him down that path. That maybe and I, maybe he'll open up about it. Maybe he won't. He won't. That's his decision. Maybe it was you know something coming a much longer time than that. You know something about John Moxley and you know when you're a talent like that and when you're a dedicated talent like that, uh, it's really easy to hide that kind of stuff from people. High functioning alcoholism is very very real. You know when you think alcoholic I and mean, you think people are spiraling out of control or hitting rock bottom or you know at a point where they can't continue. You get a certain kind of picture in your head of what that looks like. But oftentimes that's not the case. Oftentimes uh, the people that, you know, are in that position are very good at hiding it from the outside world. Uh, and, you know, one thing that Mox wasn't hiding here, though, is the the true self-improvement that he made. And you could see it right away. You could see a clarity in him and a passion and enthusiasm in him that uh, uh, was really refreshing right out of the gate. He looks great. He's in awesome shape. Clearly lost a little bit of weight, uh, but he looks good. He looks ready and he looks engaged. And like, I truly believe him when he says, you know, I'm, you know, more than anyone else in this business, I'm free. I thought that was a really important line there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that one. So. And when we when we talk about guys getting free or getting free agency, Moxley freed himself from something uh, that means more than any of that. That means more than any contract that any wrestling promotion or anything. Uh, so he truly is free now and he's really off the leash in a way that we haven't seen before. And that's fucking scary to imagine, Jeff. Like yeah. He's, but... Like a, a, a truly clear headed Moxley with, without anything like holding him back. Yeah. Of course, uh, could he, do some incredible damage. Yeah. Of course, he will have a match uh, on Friday. We'll spoil whom. Uh, Friday night, baby. In this program. Um, 
we then go backstage for uh a, a promo with MJF and Wardlow. And uh, by the way, happy birthday to Wardlow. Also, who had the good taste to be born on uh, my daughter's birthday, which is well, today. Well, happy birthday, so. your daughter and Wardlow. A- and Dolly Parton, too, for that matter. Oh, great. Wow. That is a great group of uh, of birthday uh, uh, folks there. We love Dolly Parton, too. We should use Dolly Parton for the theme this week. So I, 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 I'm going to... Um, no, Play, I, just, I, just I, make I it Jolene. It's fine. Well, you know what? It's funny though, is that, okay. So my daughter actually did a term paper when she was in college. Cause she took a, 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 a like a English class and they were doing poetry and she ended up analyzing Jolene. By oh, Dolly well, Martin. you have to do Jolene. So now. of course, on. one of my favorite ways to troll her is I play the sisters of mercy version of Jolene. <laughs> All right, there we go. So, you know, you, you can imagine Andrew Eldritch's very deep baritone singing, Jolene, Jolene. I like that. Oh, it's I like, a, I like a baritone Jolene. Oh, it's, it's I can rock great. with that. Oh, yeah, sir, seek it out. Maybe that'll be the theme. <laughs> oh, I'm into that. There we go. Maybe not, though, because I don't have time to, to cobble that together. You know what? We, we, we need to plan these things sometimes. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> planning. Sometimes it's a do. podcast. What do you mean, planning? <laughs> I, I know, I know. Our first match of the evening, uh, Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. DMD. Wow, you didn't even try that <laughs> <laughs> versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Stat- and Chris Statlander and here I DMD. was here Chris I was Statlander is a space dentist uh she also it's SDMD uh is her proper title <laughs> No she's a DDS so Oh she is a DDS so yeah. the, the, no, I thought that, Ruby Soho is a DDS Oh that's right I forgot about Ruby that Ruby Soho yeah. is a DDS uh Chris Statlander is an SDMD it's space yeah, DMD yeah. Uh, so here I was going to say, hey, it's great that Tony Khan has finally, you know, broken through and done a mixed tag match. And then, oh, yeah, I f- completely fucking forgot that Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander had one against uh, Allie the Bunny and the Blade. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've done mixed tag matches. We're still not going full intergender and I'm still not happy. This still feels like a half measure, but. All that being said, it was a really fun match. You know, I, all I know is that the women, when they were explaining, you know, like, well, when when the women you know, tag in and out, is that you know the the the, the other partner has to tag in. I'm just thinking, Minoru Suzuki is just like, what do you mean I have to tag out and not? I have to tag. <laughs> You're gonna tell me to tag out? I'll murder this lady. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, look, man, I've I've wrestled eight year old girls. Okay, <laughs> it's no, really, he has. Oh, actually, though. <laughs> But it's they did a really good job booking the match. And I thought, you know, the spots where, uh, you know, there were the intergender spots that occurred were all really well done. Just showing further proof that we should just be doing intergender wrestling in AEW. Yes. Uh, obviously, Tony Khan vocally against it. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. But, you know, the proof's in the pudding. I think the fans see it. And I think you're going to start seeing more of the fan sentiment and more mainstream fan sentiment shifting towards intergender wrestling, the more they do these. Yeah, I, I, the I more think... they have these matches, the more people are going to say, oh, well, why don't we just do it then? Just do the whole match. Well, like I, there was, you probably saw it online, Jeff. Uh, did you see a lot of people tweeting about wanting just a full-on Cole versus Statlander match? Oh, hell yeah. Well, I mean, Because I hell, did, yeah. Uh, re- remember, uh, a recent match I wrote for Fan Fight was a certain um, uh, uh, Alex Colon versus Charlie Evans death match. <laughs> Yes, I mean Ooh, that that was 
fucking fantastic. What a match. That was Alex a- Cologne's just on fire, man. That match with Hoodfoot in Detroit was awesome too. Oh god, yes. Um so anyway, I have a few other notes here. Um uh, first of all, they announced beach break for next week. And you know, Paul, when I think of the beach, I always think of Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> The hot, the uh, hot sunny beaches of Cleveland in January. You know, it, 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 at least go to Sandusky where there actually is a beach. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, you know uh, quote unquote beach. What I've been what on Lake Erie? Yeah, yeah I mean it's all right. That's a it's beach. Right. That's a beach. Right. Uh, you know, it, but if you're gonna do a show in Sandusky, you got to do it at Cedar Point. It just has well, to be like yeah. the, like the big theme park show, and then you can have like little vignettes where uh, Dark Order are like riding roller coasters together. Oh yeah, Cedar Point. A lot rock. of potential. I haven't been there in years, but neither have I, man. Well, you know, being from Southeast Michigan, that's like the theme park you go to, like because it's, it's actually the closest one. So it's very spoiled uh, going to the largest theme park in the world uh, annually. Well, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's that. Well, I mean, and then uh, you know, Kings Island too. Because yeah, when, when I was when Indy when I was living, I was in never Indy, a, so. I never went to Kings Island as a kid. Never well, went. you know, at, at one point Kings Island switched ownership, so they they went from like the the Paramount and Nickelodeon brand stuff, and then Cedar Point bought them out. Whoever Cedar Point's uh, owners are, so all the branding changed to like Snoopy. At Cedar, oh at yeah, Kings I do Island. remember that now. Yeah. That, yes, okay, yes, I so. do remember this. Uh, what was your uh, theme park growing up, listeners? You can tweet us at BGTD Podcast. Tell us your uh, your childhood theme park. Um, was it safe? I, I had a note here about the low flying offense of Orange Cassie and Chris Satlander, and I kind of chuckled about that. The <laughs> low flying yeah. offense. Oh. Um, also, I have a note here. I, I have to admire the very during the picture in picture the very hook centric rampage ads so for all those oh, yeah. who, who who chose to not watch tnt and and watch or excuse me tbs my bad and um you know chose to do the fight tv uh feed uh you missed out on that one so uh yes uh, i did well i don't have the fight tv feed so yeah so uh overall i thought that the match was great but i thought the ending was a bit of a duffer honestly yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I really liked the 450 and the 450 uh, area 451 splash was awesome. Yeah, like that and that false after, finish there. After that, um, it was not great. I'm not a huge fan of the Panama Sunrise. I know a lot of people really like it. It's not really my favorite move. So it's not yeah, even that. It, it was really... it was just the the Orange Cassidy barely tapping Brit, her flying into a table, and then you know Adam Cole doing the Shining Wizard. You know, it was like. Yeah, I, I didn't right. like that. I thought I thought Brick going to the table was a was a nice spot. I thought it was shot well, and I thought this match particularly was shot very well. Like the camera work was really good in this one. Yeah, so um, like that that really kept me in. And like the and there's an aerial shot that they used on replay for the table spot that I thought was really nice. But at this point, I had to step away because, of course, it was my daughter's birthday. So we went into open gifts. So what did I miss? Did you guys sing Stole Lot? No. Do you guys sing Stole Lot at the uh, for the birthday parties? Why would we sing that? Because uh, isn't this the Polish thing? Don't do any Polish stuff. Well, I'm not the. No, we do not do that. <laughs> okay, we sing. Yeah, we, uh, we sing Stole Lot at all the birthdays. Well, I, I gotta ask my, my. I gotta ask my honey about this then. It's just Happy Birthday in Polish. It means a hundred years, but it's like right. the Polish Happy Birthday song. Okay. So yeah, anyway, that's what so... we always sing the Polish birthday song at all the birthday parties in my family. So what did I miss? Um, there was a little promo between, uh, 
we wait. Did we do the Mox and Wardlow or the MJF and Wardlow one already? Yeah, we did. did. That yet? Okay, they did the MJF and Wardlow one. They did the little preview thing. There was um um. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, no, I get that. There was something in between the end of the the mixed tag match and the beginning of CM Punk and Sean Spears. I know one was just a CM Punk Sean Spears hype video, but there was something right before that, and for and I had it here, and now I don't have it. Hold on. <laughs> did you say something about Chris Jericho and? That's what it was. Yeah. So Chris Jericho, that thank you for jogging my memory. So Jericho and uh, Santana and Ortiz uh, were being interviewed by, I think it was Tony. And uh, as soon as uh, Chris started talking, Santana and Ortiz were like, uh, no, we don't want to fight your battles anymore. Like, you don't ever have our back, even though we have your back since day one. So maybe this week we're just going to focus on us and not on this thing. And they walked off on him. Uh, that's what it was. Chris Jericho uh, disparaged Eddie Kingston. So Jericho, like, you know, said an insulting thing about Kingston was like, I don't care about Kingston. Screw that guy. And they were like, don't you talk about our boy that way? And they got real mad about it. So we're starting to see uh, some real cracks in the inner circle here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has been what? Nearly three years. Well, I guess two and a half years. Yeah, it's it's time for. uh, Yeah, it, it is time. But, you know, mission accomplished on the inner circle. The goal for the stable was to elevate everybody in it coming out of it by using Chris Jericho's clout. And we've done that. Sammy Guevara's and, you know, the interim TNT champion right now, obviously much higher profile than he was going in. Santana and Ortiz are being clamored for in the tag team division. People can't wait to see them get off the leash. Right. And yeah. uh, fuck Jake Hager. Yeah, exactly. And I also heard that they announced uh, a lights out match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. They did announce. That. I thought that was later in the show, right? I don't know. Wasn't that a later segment or did uh, you miss that? The, the group chat said that it was during the part that I missed. So that was during the part that you missed. See, I, there was like that. The segments kind of went back to back to back in the com- and there wasn't a commercial break uh, except for like between. It was like the commercial break was after the entrances, and it was weird. It broke it up for me. So uh, when I come back, I see, I hear a cult of personality starting up right when I come back. CM Punk versus Sean Spears. This will be a class. Oh, wait, it's over. Okay, the match is over. Yep, that's it. Good. That's it. You were gone much longer than this match lasted. The entrances were longer than the match. And that Um, is exactly how that match should have gone. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, come on. (laughs) <laughs> whatever yeah sure. yeah um, okay so uh mjf tries to... notably and most importantly mjf and cm punk get a little facetime yeah and uh cm punk takes the scarf as uh as a trophy so yeah okay, how about that backstage we have billy gunn and christian cage talking some smack uh wanting a, a shot for the gun club against uh Jurassic Express, Austin and Colton Gunn attack. It is an ass alt. Oh, I see what you did yeah, there. Uh, you, you, actually, I, I had to credit that one to Chris. He, he's the one who said that. That's very good. Very good. Yes, the ass boys and the, the ass man himself assault Christian Cage for uh, not wanting to give them a tag team title shot. Uh, what do you think of the gun club getting a tag team title shot? You think they're uh, deserving of it? Eh, whatever. Okay. It's, yeah, fair. It's whatever. <laughs> I like you the know. Gun Club. I think these. I think they're doing a great job, and I think them as like rising heels here to sort of challenge uh, and legitimize this early part of the uh, Jurassic Express run is cool. Yeah, I, I, I think I, it's. I, it kind of mirrors what we're doing with Archer and Page, which we'll get to. You know, I, I was about to say that. Teams, I was about to say that exact same thing. So yeah. Uh, at that we get 
Cody Rhodes making an entrance, and then we go to a preview of this week's episode of the Go Big Show, where last week we were treated to a guy doing a Rubik's Cube on fire. Like That's the, the, pretty cool. The, the, the guy was on fire, not the Rubik's Cube. Oh, um, the Rubik's Cube on fire would be cooler than the guy being on fire, honestly. Uh, this week we get genital torture. Yeah, that guy was getting hit in the balls, like a lot, by all kinds of stuff. This was Ow My Balls from the movie, movie Idiocracy. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. My favorite documentary. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about that? So back to Cody Rhodes, where he um, he, ha- he has a ladder, a very large ladder in the ring. And, it's a uh, big old ladder. And, he starts and I love re- that people, by the end of this promo, were like, whoa, I can't believe what the reveal was. Yeah, right? Wow. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, meanwhile, Cody Rhodes riffs the pipe bomb promo and the forbidden door. Oh, man, this Jeff, who oh, boy, Jeff, this promo. Oh, man, I loved it so much. You know, I loved I, it no, so no, much. The, the, the first half of this promo was ridiculously bad. It got much, it had it got to be much better. To, it had to be that to finish what it was. This was Cody doing everything that Cody does right. Cody starts you off like, you know, giving that fans the reaction they wanted, the booze, the shut the fuck up chance. And he kind of lets them rise. He even stopped talking once and gave it credit. Like he started by doing what Cody usually does. He'll steamroll those chants, right? He won't give them any credence. He'll keep speaking. He'll fill. He'll do those things to like, you know, kill chants in the middle of them. But he even stopped to let that one breathe because he knew he had the turn there. He knew he had that next thing in his hand. And, you know, credit to not only how Cody cut this promo, but how they shot the promo that shot that they hit him with from the hard cam when he turned back around to face the camera and say it was me brilliant just great tv yeah i mean you know it 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 started off really bad it got much better and see uh, that's that's the part i'm going to push back in as i i look at this work as a whole and i don't think it started bad i thought it started being what it needed to be because the point of it was for cody to say look what i can do to these crowds watch me win these people over over in a way nobody else can. And this is just what Cody does. Uh, he had this crowd eating out of the palm of his hand, uh, you know, less than a minute and a half after they were telling him to shut the fuck up. And uh, this, you know, this is the master at work, uh, you know, being self-aware and, you know, nodding and saying, you know, this is why I won't turn heel. I've uh, really got a reaction from the crowd. The uh, little name joke about the name changing, uh, you know, got something there. But, All in all, you know, Cody did what fans were looking for him to do, which, you know, I kind of disagreed with. I never really want I don't want Cody to give the fans what they want, but this worked here. So we have a ladder match next week between uh, Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara to settle this whole TNT thing once and for all. That match is going to bang. Uh, If there's anything we know, Cody really likes to do something huge in these type of matches. And Sammy Guevara has all of the athleticism and all of the talent to keep up and, uh, you know, uh, make this match look spectacular throughout until we get whatever, you know, outrageous thing Cody's going to do by the end. He's going to bleed, isn't he? Oh, Cody's absolutely going to bleed. Come oh, on. Yeah. Uh, we then get a backstage. In Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we then get a backstage promo with uh, Jake Cargill and Anna Jay and also Smart Mark Sterling and John Silver. So uh, that match is set. Yep. The men had to do some talking for them for 
I don't know whatever reason they decided they needed to do that. Uh, even though Anna Jayka and Jade could have just spoken to each other without either of those dudes talking and the promo would have been exactly the same. Uh, yeah, totally unnecessary for Mark or John to even be there. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, we understand Mark being there because he's always there. But yeah, I mean, all they had to do was just drop the catchphrases and that was it, really. But yeah, here we are. Our third, we needed. our third match of the evening. Oh my goodness. The Kings of the Black Throne. They actually use the Coming name. out to a uh, a new original track also called Kings of the Black Throne by God's Hate. Oh boy. It's the it was their theme in uh in PWG. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I... I, I, you know, it's amazing how they how they go out of their way to reference every single other wrestling company on this program except PWG, despite Excalibur being one of the main announcers. They mention PWG all the time. They have straight up PWG matches on this show. Yeah, like but regular. Th- they never have once mentioned. I don't think there's a wrestling gorilla on the on this they show. They absolutely have. There's they absolutely I... have not. There's no possible way that the commentary okay. hasn't talked about bet. PWG before. Bet. I 100% don't believe okay. this. Bet. Okay. I mean, you'd have to do extensive research to to you know confirm that. So I don't really know how you figure that out besides listening to every word that these guys have said for two I, and a half years. I, I, well, but there's I, no I, possible way that no one has mentioned PWG. I just simply don't believe you. I, I have no recollection of it at all. Just because you don't recall it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, that yet. much There's is true. absolutely no way that in this long that they haven't mentioned BWG once. There's but they no did, way that's but, possible. But they have failed to mention, they have definitely failed to mention that the Kings of the Black Throne are the current BWG Tag Team Champions. Right, but that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean they haven't mentioned PWG, but that's the two, you're saying very different thing now. Hey, Paul, remember that graphic hey, I showed you the other day? Yeah, you what? You got something to say to my very valid point, Jeff? Yep. Your mom. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. They take uh, on. What was the next segment? God damn it. They What's take, the match? They take on. Tell me the match. <laughs> Kings of the Black Throne versus your beautiful baby boy and his idiot cousin. And uh, uh Griffey boy. And, and punished Julia, still punished. And uh yeah, and this was basically a squash, and I was ready for horny uncle Twitter to go off but so i mean the, the big takeaway is julia not in the cheerleader gear she is still she's punished and she's pissed and there's just you know things are are changing here which i think is good i think you know we talked about uh back in the day especially like before the big blow up of, of dynamite over the last like six to eight months how they really stuck to a lot of overarching themes for their shows and because they kind of get away from that sometimes but i think this one sort of had that again where the theme was tension the theme was dissent. The, the theme was kind of, you know, uh, cracking alliances. Right. right? Okay. There's a lot of, like, unsteadiness happening throughout this show, whether it was between MJF and Warlow or the Inner Circle or the Varsity Blondes or later we're going to talk about the Hardy family office. Well, I, you know, a what? lot of a lot of things happen in there. Well, you know what? There's going to be some uh, another theme going through this show, and I'll reveal that here in a little bit. Um, Ooh, we love themes. So anyway, this was basically a squash. Uh, 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 and should I say, it was Pillman that took uh, almost all the damage here. It was Pillman that took the ass beating. It was Pillman that was made to not look great. Griff was heavily protected in this match. He he was. And then, uh, yeah, Brody King, a- after the uh, the Dante's Inferno, uh, Brody King does pin uh, Brian Pillman Jr. And then we get Mr. Bastard himself. <laughs> the blinded bastard. Double punished pack. 
Although, is he, though? Because his, his, his eyes look pretty good. My man was looking like a moth priest from Skyrim. Ooh, <laughs> there's a deep cut. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I can't wait for that that one. To Great happen. promo, really, uh, really well done. Super excited to have Pac back. Um, who does he team with there? Is it Penta? Because is it, we're still waiting for Phoenix to recover. Is that how we're going to do this? I mean, I guess so, because, I mean, Penta is, you know, it's th- th- still two sides of the death triangle, so, you know. Yeah, Penta and Pac against uh, the the... Kings of the Black Throne is a money matchup. Oh, Love yeah. that. Um, we then get a uh, video segment with uh, Adam Page and Lance Archer. And look, it's Jake Roberts. Hey, and also Dan Lambert's there. He and doesn't Dan say anything, Lambert. but hey, he's there. He's there. And then here, here's the other theme for tonight. Re- shock returns. Because we already had Mox. We just had Jake Roberts. And now we get the return of Rapongi Vice. <laughs> Oh, hey, whoa. Yeah, no, this is also I'm exciting, hyped. too. I, I, I'm hyped. I, I still have the feels from Long Beach when, when, when Rocky announced that Rapongi Vice would break up, and I was just heartbroken. <laughs> it was. It was heartbreaking because it was so different. It wasn't because they turned on each other or, or anything like that. It was just like, you know what? I think I'm holding you back, and I think we've we've just hit the wall, and uh, yeah. <laughs> like when it feels like it's truly time, and it's time, right? Yeah, but no, yeah. this is going to be uh, this is really good. It's great to see Rock and AEW. So yeah, let's go. Yeah, Rocky and AEW has been an unexpected. He's hero. been great. I, He's I just been a great wish, addition to the roster. I, I wish you would just bring Ren Narita back with him, or even uh, Yuya. Oh, man. oh, he could bring Yuya with him now too. I mean, Yuya is that too. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Let's get let's get the yeah. Let's bring back the the old WCW tradition. Have the uh, the young lions, uh, you know, doing their excursion on Turner Television. You know. Oh, I love that. No guys doing excursion like on uh, on as well. I mean, wait, uh, didn't Shooter have a uh, match on Dark? No, or he Shooter. was supposed to and got pulled. Right. He was supposed. No, 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 no. Like Ren- never happened. Ren Narita had a match on Dark. Narita had one. Yeah, but I thought Shooter's... Shooter was supposed to and never got to it. No, Shooter's been in in England this whole time. Ah, uh, he has. And he was supposed okay. to be. He was supposed to be at um at uh the the first live NGPW Strong Show, and then he was unable to make it because of the travel restrictions. But for some reason, Will Osprey was able to get around those. I yeah, I don't know. Whoa. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to hold the, the immediate joke that I wanted to tell there. I'm just going to not. Yeah. And we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for the best. Our fourth match of the evening, uh, Lance Archer versus another shock return, Frankie Kazarian. He's um, the elite hunter. Uh, well, I think they kind of sidestepped that one now. No, there's, I mean, there's no not, more elites to hunt. There's not really any more elites to hunt. Uh, we got more. No, fun. he caught. He already caught George Soros. Uh, <laughs> he got. got uh, he went and got Dershowitz. He got them all. All right. Uh, we got more fuck bombs on the air, courtesy of Mr. Archer. Yes, uh, another fuck. Uh, you know, again, because he was telling a fan off that wouldn't shut their stupid fat mouth. <sighs> I mean, shut up, you know, then. you know, and shut up, you idiot. I'm just, I, you know, and there was this problem, and it wasn't that bad at GCW on Friday, but there was a couple of instances of it. Man, listen, you're not a part of the show. 
and, and chants or something or doing th- something with the crowd is is part of the show. It's it's a part of the thing. You clap, you boo, you cheer, you do a chant. If you're just like yelling out stuff and trying to do bits or riffs or like wait till things get quiet so everyone can hear your thing, shut the fuck up. Shut up and go home. Seriously, you suck. No one paid to see you. No one cares about anything you have to say. No one wants to hear a word from you. Shut up. This message brought to you by Paul Sebastian. That's a PSA. That's a PSA, and I think there's a lot of fans that probably agree with me. And if you don't, go fucking tweet me about it. Tell me why that you think that you're more entertaining than the product that everyone else came to pay for. Explain uh, it to me, and I'll Paul, let you talk. Paul Sebastian otherwise, can be found at you'll, Cool Stuff on will do exactly what I did to the guy on Friday that wouldn't stop. I tell him to shut the fuck up, and he shut the fuck up, too. Good. Good deal. <laughs> I didn't catch any of that on the air, but, you know, I believe you. Um, this match was. Told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, right, there you go. This match was all right, I guess. It was way too long, Jeff. Why was it so long? I don't. That yeah, if I it don't. Was, yeah. If it was a good, if it was like a back and forth match where like Frankie got a lot of offense in and made it sort of close and it's like valiant effort, and like like took Lance to the brink. That makes uh, more sense to me. But it was just Kazarian getting his ass kicked for fucking whatever nine minutes or however long this match was. It felt really unnecessary. Like if the point is to show how strong Lance is upon coming back and that he can beat the shit out of this guy, just do it in two minutes. We don't need to stretch it out through a commercial break. No, I'm with you. I, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it, just, it was yeah, just it was all inexplicable, right. especially because you already had a match. You were literally having have Punk willing to beat Sean Spears in like eight seconds. Yeah. You can't just do this one in two minutes. Yeah, I don't know, but you know what? Archer gets the win, and then we get. Tony Schiavone trying to talk to Dan Lambert and Lance Archer, who then tries to make an example out of Frankie Kazarian, which brings out Adam Page. And uh, they go at it. And actually, I really enjoyed that part of the segment more than anything. And that's what we are getting to. And I'm happy we're doing this. I think Lance Archer is a very smart next challenge for Adam Page early in his title run. You got to have monsters for your babyface champion to overcome. Yeah, I mean, you know what? This. This just seems like a really good B show defense, you know. Uh, you know, he Lance Archer isn't really high up the card, but he's a big dude, and you know he he can be a bruiser, even though he's not really, I don't think, a serious contender at this point. Because you know, no, he, not necessarily serious, but he's legitimate enough and will be like a big strong guy, and you got to have big strong guys for the champ to beat, and yeah. Uh, uh, I think he'll give Adam Page a different type of match than a lot of the matches we're going to see him have. Because if you look at all the logical big-time opponents for Adam Page, none of them look like Lance Archer. None of them wrestle like Lance Archer. So you got to give your champion different looks or his run's going to get stale fast. He's got to have variety there. Yeah, no, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, we then go backstage and Dante Martin is with Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty saying that uh, he's got their Oh, wait, backs. wait. Yeah, I think you said that wrong because according to Alex Marvez, his name is Lee Moriarty. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, where the fuck's Leo Rush? Uh, he retired. Sorry. I, again? <laughs> <laughs> what if he just retired again tomorrow? You don't it, know. I think he's going to be at, uh, I think he's going to be at Hammerstein. I thought I, mean, until, I thought I saw that. Maybe here's I was... the thing about Leo Rush and booking dates. Uh, until he's in the ring, don't don't even tell me. Well, I mean, the same could be said for Loki, and at one point you could say this. You could have said the same for uh, MF Doom. 
Shout out. Oh, to yeah. Him. I mean, 100% for low key. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Never tell me about a low key booking. I'll, yeah, I'll believe it when the bell rings, brother. <laughs> and even then, you, I've even been then so, you might have some doubts. I could, I've been to at least four shows I can think of off the top of my head that low key's pulled out of. Like, come on. You know, the, the, the one time that I saw a, a, a low key advertised match, he was actually there. Oh it wow! Was, Lucky you. It was it was actually at uh, at at, uh, at Mania Weekend at the House of Glory show where it was low key Santana and Ortiz versus uh, and this is exactly why I saw this. I went to this show by the way because it was against um, Yoshihiro Tajiri, Pentagon Junior, and the Great Muda. Oh, that's fun. That's <laughs> that real was fun. the first time I ever saw Muda live. Oh, nice. And, nice. and, and then I got to see him live later in the night uh, shot, as a shock appearance. Double at, Muda shot. Oh, hell yeah. That, that I, I lost my mind when he showed up. The at rare Madison double Square. Muda. I, when he showed up at Madison Square Garden, I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Square Garden. And, and my good. mentions blew up so much. Like, oh, my God, you better be watching. It's like, yeah, I'm there, motherfuckers. <laughs> Jesus. Was I at both of those shows, too? I was at G1. Was I at that show? No, that was I the... have no idea if you were at the House of Glory. No, I know was you that, were at G1. that was at the Hog Arena. That was the, that was, that was the Hog Show. That, yeah. uh, that same day, I think I went to Pancakes and Pile Drivers and something else. Fair. Uh, we also got a response from Team Taz to, to yeah. this segment. And, uh, okay, cool. Hobbs and uh, Starks, uh, they're some tough guys, and they don't want, they, they like to be taken seriously. And I will take them seriously, Jeff. I will. Our fifth match of the evening, Serena D versus, hey, it's Sky Blue on, Sky Blue on, Chicago t- on television. We love to see it. She is signed, correct? Didn't they give her the graphic? She's all elite. Is she now? I think she's all elite. She better be. I mean, if she what is she? Did she like just turn 19, maybe? Oof. She's very young. Uh, I mean, a lot of talent, obviously. And this is a huge test slash learning opportunity pretty early in your career, wrestling Serena Deeb on national television, uh, who's being regarded as one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. And it did not go well for Sky Blue, it must be said. I mean, I would say in, you know, stepping back from the curtain sense, the match itself went pretty well. I thought she did a good job. Did she get her ass kicked? Yes, but this is pro wrestling. So getting your ass kicked is a very important uh, asset. Uh, Serena Deeb does get the win over Sky Blue. And uh, yeah, I I, love just her deliberate attitude. Like she mixes that like old school, like uh, untalented heel work with like technical virtuoso stuff. Like it's really... She's got a great style, man, and it, it, you know, it, Sky did a really good job selling for it. But especially that finish, just like wrapping the leg and slamming the knee in the ground before the uh, the Serenity Lock, really good. Yeah, no, that was that was good. It was some good stuff. Uh we then get uh, also e- the, another good use of the overhead camera on that one. They they went to the overhead cam for the finish. Oh yeah, they great. did. That's true. They did good right. camera work. You don't see enough overhead camera on the live feed. They use it for replay most of the time, but that was a very effective shot. We then get Ethan page challenging John Moxley for rampage. So that's going to happen Friday night. Mox baby. Woo. Let's go. Rampage. Now, is, Ethan to page be... is a really good guy to have your first match in three months. Like with, right? Like if you're going to get a tune up with anybody, I think Ethan page is a perfect tune up. guy. That's a good tune up again to go against homicide at, at the Hammerstein. I guess exactly. Say. You need a tune up. Ethan page will give Mox a tune up. Uh, we then get a, uh, a little history of the young bucks versus Rapongi vice from mm-hmm. new, jo- mostly from new Japan. 
a little bit of that little little forbidden door for you oh yeah that was great and then wednesday night forbidden door and then boy we got the huge hook pop and the hook video and yes it's hook's world we're just living in it at this point bro it's the truth man he is wildly over over uh my friends on wrestling brain uh tweeted uh you know their weekly keep it or kick it and one of their questions was uh cody losing would you keep or kick cody losing his title to somebody not currently in aew and uh i say that cody should lose the belt to somebody in aew and then my answer is hook i think cody should keep the belt until we're ready to put it on a hook and then put it on hook if you really want to cash in uh, uh, Cody's heat for the right person, brother, it's Hook. You know what? You, you may have something there. I got to think about it for a minute. Like, that's what that title is right. supposed to be for, right? Like, that's what that kind of belt is supposed to be used for. That's what Cody's title run should be used for. Uh, and, you know, you got to, you know, we talked about M, or MJF's first loss being a huge ticket to cash in, CM Punk's first loss uh, being a huge ticket to cash in. Uh, Cody's title loss, huge ticket to cash in hook would be right for basically any of those, but I think putting the belt on him sometime here in 2022, it's time, man. Sometimes you just know when to strap the rocket on somebody. Sometimes you just can't hesitate. We then get Matt Hardy selling 51% of the Hardy family office to Andrade (laughs) El Idolo. Oh, I love this so much, Jeff. The most carny shit. Like, uh, this is a good character for Matt Hardy because he's just going full meta on, like, what do all of, like, the dumbest, scummiest, like, shittiest, carny, like, wrestlers slash promoters uh, that I've ever known, like, how do they operate? What do they do? How do they act like? And he well, just turned well, this into, like, a parody of that. I, I, how do they act? Well, they usually put, you know, they, they give uh, talented Japanese wrestlers uh, anime schoolgirl gimmicks and uh, rename... Somebody with uh, a known you know, a known quantity into uh, the name of uh, someone who was in a uh, an overlight not in Hitler's Navy. That's what Carney uh, wrestling promotions do. Oh, I thought really giant corporate juggernauts that are like the biggest and most recognizable brands in the world did that, Jeff. Could they be the same thing? Ho ho ho! You decide. <laughs> you wow! decide, listeners. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus. No, but fucking I, I think Christ. this is a, a really interesting character out of Matt Hardy. And this really like solidified it for me. And this is such a fun way to transition away from the Hardy family office by literally just selling them. <laughs> hey, I'm going to sell my stable to you. I mean, isn't that what used to isn't that what used to happen? Like back in the early days of WWF, like the, the, the heel managers would like sell or trade contracts they kind of like wheel and deal trade horses but like i love how sort of on its face it is there's no subtext about it and then they he like actually wanted you know controlling interest at a at a 51 percent clip board seats uh maintaining the ceo position the whole thing i'm excited to see how this turns out the hardy family office has been pretty lifeless for a while uh but bringing them in with andrade and kind of seeing how this shakes out i think extends the life of it for another month or two and gives it somewhere to end like it gives this thing a natural endpoint to let everyone go their separate ways uh in a way that doesn't do any harm to anybody right like it's time for private party to break back out it's time for butcher and blade to break back out and uh we need to do it in a way that doesn't you know make it feel like, oh, well, they were in this useless thing. Like, why should I still care about them? Well, but then again, Jeff Hardy is apparently a free man, a free agent. Another reason we need to get rid of this thing because the Hardy boys are going to be back together at some point here. 
Oh boy. Are, are we ready for this? I don't know. The world's never ready for more Hardy Boys, but I'll fucking take it, Jeff. I'll never say no to it. Well, would I, why would I say no to the Hardy Boys? I'm a wrestling fan. I mean, maybe there's a point at which maybe we can move on. Is there? From the Hardy Boys? Uh, some things you just don't move on from, brother. Dude, Matt can barely walk at this point. Come on, man. Let, let, let's, yeah, let's he, get can, real he can hobble. Jeff can do a couple of flips. They can have like two matches and they'll both be fun. They'll probably do another uh, broken thing, right? They'll do one broken gimmick and they'll do one, you know, uh, uh, a deletion match, right? So that one, like, you know, they can do all kinds of post-production with that. They can be very, ta- you know, very uh, smart with it. Uh, and then, you know, their other match, they, you know, go with one of the best tag teams in the world. They wrestle the Bucks or they wrestle FTR. Or they wrestle the Lucha Brothers. They have plenty of tag teams that can take care of them. You know, I would say the Bucks, except they've actually done that match already. So Exactly. And people would love to see it again. Well, probably. Uh, our main event of the evening, uh, the acclaimed who drop a uh, great Starcade 97 riff. <laughs> oh, man, this was really good. It got a lot of positive press. We all know how I feel about the acclaimed. I, like everyone, love the acclaimed. Uh, they take on Darby Allen and Steve Stinger. Uh, Darby gets taken out early in this match. So Steve Stinger actually does a lot of the heavy lifting in this match. This was Sting in a handicap match for most of it. Yeah, Steve. This is a 62-year-old man taking on one of the uh, bright young tag teams, uh, guys that are in the like physical primes. Yeah, it, it, yeah, he he actually was. Uh, yeah, he he did a lot of the heavy lifting in this match until you know, Darby makes his heroic return from from injury. Heroic and very not obvious. This uh, yeah. this episode of Dynamite <laughs> had zero subtext. And guess what? It was one of the best dynamites uh, they've had in months. So, you know, what does that tell you about needing subtext in wrestling? Get it out of here. I don't know. A, Get it li- out of a, here. a little subtext is okay. Bludgeon me, brother. Look, Fucking man. bash me over the head with your storyline. Hey, hey, look. I want to be hit. Like, you know those giant cartoon mallets that they would use to, like, pound, like, Daffy Duck into the ground like a stake? I, I am familiar that, with this. That's what, how I want wrestling stories given to me. Did you ever with like uh, a big acme mallet? Did you ever see City Hunter, the the old no, anime City not. Hunter? Oh, the, the 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 giant cartoon mallet would would come out frequently in that show. Uh, give me that cartoon mallet or one from Looney Tunes. It's fine as long as they're like the same size. Yeah, and you could hit me multiple times, and it would drive me into the ground like a stake within like four hits. Um, you know, though my 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 guy last week. Last week's uh, two Dragon Gate shows from Cork and Hall that there was subtext out the wazoo and I loved it. So yeah, yeah but that's just know. a different kind of wrestling. Uh, you know, we, we we don't need it. It's not necessary. It's just different. Uh, but this is this is dynamite. This is Wednesdays. I don't want it. I don't want any subtext. Darby Allen does get the don't win. be subtle. This show is at its best when it's unsubtle. I mean, I think it was proven uh, on this episode. I don't this know. This is not a I mean, it, it it depends, I guess. It depends. The, the, there is a time and place for it. Yeah, which not on Wednesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at a video of Cody's entrance and thinking to myself, not on Wednesday nights. Oh, God. I know, I, I know you need to get out of here. So, Paul, go ahead and plug yourself. Wait, was that the? Yeah, it was the show. That Holy was shit. that was yeah. the show. <laughs> wow, we, that we, was the show. We, we, we did the you show. Can follow Paul. me. 
Yeah, we did. Wow, we did a whole podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cool Step Uncle on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Thick And we're streaming again on that channel, Jeff. So do follow that and do come see me. Um, I'm playing Mass Effect, the whole Mass Effect trilogy uh, over on my Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Thick Flare. Uh, every Friday night after Rampage goes off the air, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. Uh, for Wrestling Brain Rampage, me and Nick East will recap Rampage, talk about some other stuff. We have some great segments there. We get with chat. Really fun stuff there. And starting this coming Monday, same channel, twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. Mondays, 11 a.m. Eastern. Catch First Contact, the new morning show hosted by me. Uh, we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff there. So it's not just going to be AEW focused. We're going to talk all types of wrestling. We're going to get into combat sports. I'm going to have guests. We're going to have interviews. We're going to have all kinds of uh, really cool stuff happening over there every Monday. So please follow twitch.tv slash wrestling brain for all of that. And then if you want to talk to us on this very podcast, I know we mentioned it earlier, but you can always tweet us right here at BGTD podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the Ian Style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Uh, the the migration is still happening. It's just slow going right now because I got really busy. So <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking by by the time the calendar flips and it's February, it's going to be we're, we're going to have the, the the migration, and then I'm just going to have the one Twitter account. So uh, in the meantime, uh, you can listen to me and John uh rank the premier league midterm grades on on this most recent episode of busting balls here on this network and i think chris and i are finally gonna wrap up strong style story the podcast uh i think this weekend uh we will see oh wow yeah end of an era end of an era well i mean i I still think it's gonna be a, a little bit of a rest we may uh yeah, it's not goodbye. It's uh, it's see you later. It's see you later. Yeah, for sure. It's sayonara. It is until next time. And uh, I mean, the the blog is still going. You can still read the blog strongstylestory.tumblr.com. Even though I I've uh, changed a little bit, I'm I'm focusing on a few more promotions. Although I'm gonna have to start cutting back already on what promotions I cover because I cannot keep up with everything. It turns out there's so. too much wrestling, Jeff. And it's oh, listen to you and to fans. It's okay to not see all of the wrestling. Uh, you can take the stuff you like, you can enjoy it. You can miss some stuff. It's okay. I know it's really easy to get FOMO as a wrestling fan because there's just so much content, but really don't like do detriment to yourself or your fan experience for it. You know, uh, wrestling's supposed to be a fun hobby and escape. Let it continue to be that way. Never make it laborious for yourself. Yeah, so I think I'm going to be focusing on like five promotions mostly. Um, there you go. So, and even that's a lot, but you know, such is our dedication. Yeah, but you know, it, 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 coincidentally corresponding to the streaming services I happen to be subscribed to. So, Well, I guess that's perfect. <laughs> so, hey, how about that? Paul, any last words? Yes, quick shout out to a new listener, um, Jordan at Dang WWE Sucks on Twitter, who found us through listening to Throw the Years over here on the PWOM Podcast Network. Hey! And uh, checked out other PWOM shows, came to us listening now. I love that. We love the PWOM Network, and we love anyone that's uh, came over and listened to us uh, through virtue of any of them mentioning us. So thank you to all the other podcasts on the network that do that for us. Uh, we're super happy to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. Go tell another friend to come listen to us, and, uh, you know, welcome them in. We're happy to have you. 
uh, beach break next week from beautiful, sunny, tropical Cleveland. <laughs> Fun times in Cleveland again. It's Cleveland. We'll see you next week. Coming down to Cleveland town, everyone. <laughs>